This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. You guys, I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. I truly believe that this is about to pop off as like one of the all-time favorite episodes for The Alchemized Life because I think it was one of my all-time favorite episodes and conversations that I have ever had with a guest. Aubrey and I got to go so deep into so many different spaces and if you don't know Aubrey Winters, gosh, I mean you're welcome. (laughs) Aubrey has been a dear friend of mine since I moved to LA and over the past few years she has had such an incredible impact on so many people through her work with her company Sweat Sessions. She does movement, meditation, mindfulness, talks about mental health and her signature dance cardio class is truly what allowed me to finally feel like I could do a dance cardio class and enjoy myself and not be super intimidated by other people. So Aubrey helped me to fall in love with fitness again when I was living in LA and after the pandemic brought everything online so she has been able to really make a global impact through movement and just her personality if you follow Aubrey you know that she is one of the realest around and is just such an incredible human being and presence in my life and certainly presence on my Instagram feed so I'm really excited for you to have or have a front seat to this conversation with Aubrey. We talked about friendships. We talked about mental health. We talked about going viral and what happens behind the scenes and how to really care for yourself as a business owner and as a content creator. And we really wanted to have the conversations that aren't necessarily being haven't ha- haven't being had <laughs> um when you are logging online you know we talk about what it's like to see a highlight reel but then be navigating all of this chaos behind it and how more of these conversations will help set more of us up for success when we are doing big things with our creations and with our businesses so i cannot wait cannot wait cannot wait for you to listen to this conversation it's a long one so Make sure that if you are listening to it in parts that you come back to it because it is literally gold until the very end. I'm not kidding when I say that. So without further ado, I'm going to give it away to Aubrey. Her Instagram is at Aubrey Winters. You can visit her at AubreyWinters.com. She also has an app in the sweat store. You get a seven day free trial. It's the sweat sessions times Aubrey app and it is the most fun. Like if you feel uninspired or unmotivated to move your body, but you know you want to, if at-home workouts are challenging for you, seriously, Aubrey will change the game for you because she has for me. And I literally am not just saying that. I fucking love her workouts. So 
make sure to download her app because you get the free trial and we'll link everything in the show notes for you. But I really just want you to sink into this conversation and enjoy it because there were a lot of things that I took away from it, especially when we started talking about friendship. And I even mentioned on the podcast, I don't think I've ever really talked about friendship on this podcast. And so I'm excited to have had the conversation with Aubrey and I feel like I resonate a lot with her own experience and cycles and seasons of life. And so I felt really good having this conversation. I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. And I hope that you do too. So without further ado, let's hear today's conversation with Miss Aubrey Winters. I'm just trying to think of like, what can be the easiest ways to create content and have it be multi-functional, you know? You're so good at that though already. Thank you. You are. It's taken a minute. It's inspiring. I'm like, the way you push out content is like, it's next level. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. It's next level. I fucking love creating content. You you know, I mean, it's special. Well, I appreciate that. I think that one of the things that can be frustrating is that I feel that and um I'm like are y'all not paying attention to what's happening here (laughs) I think people are paying attention I think I mean I like with anything you know like seeing someone show up in a different way I feel like you've been showing up in a different way for like the last like year like where it feels like okay like I have you have my attention now that's like how it feels but you know like with anything it takes like takes a while to like really build and grow and people to see your face yeah. and um and understand the messaging and also like all of the different things that you do because you don't just do one program you're yeah. not just AOB anymore like there yeah. are a thousand things that you're doing and creating so I think it's just getting people like used to like I can go to Ava for like literally anything yeah which is wild yeah well thank it's you so cool. I appreciate that <laughs> yeah. yeah the consistency piece is fun and it's been interesting too um starting a brand new page where it's like there was this page that I had for years like literally I created it in 2011 2012 and then it went through so many different iterations of who Ava was and like me finding myself as a yoga teacher as an influencer as a business owner as a coach as an entrepreneur and then like I felt like it was such a like smorgasbord of people mm-hmm. that it just wasn't doing what I wanted it to do anymore. And so then like having to reconcile my ego mm-hmm. of like, I'm getting rid of this page that has 32,000 followers on it, but like those 32,000 people aren't doing anything and like right. aren't engaging. And the people that are there that do want to engage probably don't even really see anything because there's so many people there that aren't, which is like overall messing with yeah the ultimate reach of like my posts and whatnot penny you can't snore during the podcast (laughs) um i that's i love chatting with you about this because i've been thinking about starting my own page for sweat sessions Mm -hmm. and like with sweat sessions it's always been my dream to have more of like for it to be more of a lifestyle yeah and talk about the fitness talk about the mental health the community you know like my daily tips and tricks the breath work now the meditation the mindfulness like all of it um but it's going to take a big ego death for me to be able to like do that and to just say, fuck it. Like we're starting something new and not get so wrapped up in like the slow growth or the momentum. I mean, 
here I am already putting a block on myself. It's going to take a long time to grow it. <laughs> but, um, but no, I've been interested in like doing that for yeah. the same reason. It's yeah. like, I feel like on one hand, my page has always been all of the things, you know, it's like promoting the sweat sessions and the events, but also like sharing my life in more of like a real way and the like little things that I love and whatever. But, um, I do want a place where it feels more intentional and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I've created. Like Aubrey Winner's page, like here I am, whatever you want to call me, like you'll see all the things here. But like, I really believe in sweat sessions and why I created it. And I yeah. don't think you've inspired me to like own what it is that I've created and yeah. like be bold with it and put it all out there. Cause it's something super special. And I don't think that people really understand even like the foundation in which that it was built on. Yeah. And so being able to create an outside page would kind of give me the opportunity to do that but oh man I have so many blocks with it I'm like let's just go just start it do it you know but it does take a lot of like letting the ego go to to get there totally but you know what's interesting you've had at least from what I've been able to see from the outside in two moments of like virality which I think the first didn't happen quite as quick but was like a really healthy growth from the beginning of 2020 over the past few years. Like I remember going, when I first met you, I think you had like around 30,000 followers. And then I remember going back to your page in like the end of 2020 and you had like 80,000 and I'm like, holy shit. Like there was such a desire and an attraction to what you were doing with sweat sessions and like the online community that you were creating and how you were able to translate what you were already doing in person and had been doing for years in person into the online space when everybody needed it. And so there was that really interesting and beautiful virality that happened of fast growth, but like a sustained fast growth. And then over the past month, having like the virality of like a single post that ushered in tens of thousands of people again too and so I'm so interested like the different feeling between the two because I'm sure that they were different as far as like the people that were coming in and like the response that you also got to your work for sure so during the pandemic I was so in fight or flight I mean Brendan and I were talking about it the other day because we were here in Austin the weekend that everything was shutting down I was we were about to go to the airport on that Sunday. We were sitting at Central Machine Brewery. Mm-hmm. I was going to go back to LA. He was going to go back to Chicago. And I'm getting all the emails from Aloe and Bandier and Health House, all Equinox, all the studios that I worked for being like, we're closing for the unforeseeable future. And in that moment, I literally was like, oh my God, I'm going to be living with my parents. Like, I'm going to have no money, like all this shit, you know? And what am I going to do? And Brendan was like, take a beat just come back to Chicago instead of going back to LA. And so with my little suitcase, went back to Chicago and had no idea what I was going to do with sweat sessions, my work, like anything. And I think that weekend I took like, or the beginning of that week, it was like, I took two days at my mom's where I was crying, being like, I'm going to have no money. I'm going to have to move in with you guys. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent these next few months, freaking out. And then my dad was like, Obs, just come over this week. Let's just do, you can do some workouts in my kitchen. Like you can have the space, take whatever you need. Mm -hmm. And so then I just started jumping on Instagram and doing those free workouts. And it was really just like, okay, I'm going to like lean into what I know how to do best. And that is teaching. And so that first kind of 
spurt of growth, I guess you could say, was really just by me like leaning into like what it is that I do best. Mm -hmm. And that's just teaching and being myself and giving people an opportunity who were at home, kind of in the same situation I was in, we all were in, right? Like the unknown, give them an opportunity to like find their daily happy through showing up online for an hour. And even for the first, um, you know, I guess like month and a half or two, I wasn't making any money with it. But I was seeing a lot of like growth with just the community and people sharing that they were doing my workouts at home. And um, I felt personally in 2020, it's my silver lining. Like it was honestly the most connected I felt to just like my purpose, like being able to do something with like, there were no strings attached at that point, right? Like we were all at home. I had no idea what the future held. Like I was just kind of doing what I loved and that was showing up. And then by leaning in fully to that, I was, you know, I started making way more money that was just flowing to me. I truly, and I know you've had your own experience with Mm -hmm. this as well, which I'd love to talk about, but like I at one point had so much money that I didn't even know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, I never had that ever. And on top of it, I was really feeling like for the first time, like all of my hard work was paying off, but I wasn't even trying. And so that was the really like crazy part of it. So looking back at 2020 and that like big growth spurt, it just felt like in that moment I was so in flow and I was just doing what I knew how to do best. And it was all just coming like really from the heart. And that, you know, that was like 2020, 2021, building the community, doing things that like just felt so good to me and the community loved it. It was like the challenges we were doing, talking Mm -hmm. about mental health, doing community spotlights, like getting to know all of these women who were at home and going through things really like struggling, you know, and being able to like connect not only on on through our workouts, but through just the real life shit that we all were going through. So that was kind of the first like moment and it felt really good. And I felt just like, Oh yeah, like this is my groove. Like I'm doing it. Sweat sessions is like a thing now. It's amazing. And then I reached a point where when things started to kind of open up again, little, you know, like 20 end of 2021 ish. I don't know. It kind of depends on where you live, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, 2022 too, like, I just felt so stagnant. I reached that point of like growth and everyone was sharing and reposting and doing the workouts or thousands of women in my workouts, like doing them every day on the platform and on the lives and whatnot. And then I just hit a point where there was zero growth. Like for a year and a half, I stayed at like 83-ish thousand. This is when Reels started getting really popular Mm -hmm. and TikTok and all of the things. And I realized that like, you know, in that year and a half, I had some serious mental health issues going on that I was just working through. It was just me against me and I could not get past it. Um, and I think that this kind of last moment of growth that you're talking about for me, I reached a point where I was doing your program for one, and that was incredibly transformative in like so many ways. But through that, I also came back to myself and realized that like, I need to find that version of Aubrey again and like channel some of that energy that I had when I was, when I had nothing to lose. Like that Mm. was 2020 for me. I had nothing to lose. I already felt like I was going to be rock bottom. And then just by showing up, it all unfolded. And so 
um, that moment of virality, if you will, really came from me just getting over my shit and being like, I'm going to start posting. Like I'm going to start doing the reels. I'm going to start sharing more. I'm going to lean into the three second, five second fucking clips on Instagram (laughs) that make no sense to me. But I realized a, like I can do it from a place that feels really good for me and B finding that like kind of blend of playing the game. Yeah. And so that's just kind of what I've been doing. But again, it all comes from like a place of like, you know, my purpose and my passion and like sharing my quirks and the things that I love and, you know, the harder days and whatever, and just really sharing it and also kind of feeding the beast, if you will. Because ultimately as a business owner, like I love what I do and I realize that in order to keep doing it and keep growing and really be able to like create the life that I truly deeply dream of, I have to just like go the extra mile to kind of get there through playing the Instagram game. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's a long winded explanation, but there are moments where it felt like where it feels kind of gross, but then you also are just like, well, why does it feel gross? Right? Like, who am I trying to impress here? I'm trying to get a message across to my community. I'm trying to like share what I love and like forget what it feels like, like caring about what people think or judging you or whatever, like just do it. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the thing that I always come back to is it's bigger than me. Yeah. Like if it was just about me and like, Oh, I don't want to do this, you know, (laughs) then I wouldn't be where I am today and I wouldn't have been able to help the people that I've been able to help today. And so I, I think that what I, what's interesting when you were saying that was like, it feels like, and I know for myself as well too, it feels like the moments where you let go and just come back to like, I'm going to do the things that I'm passionate about. I want to follow my purpose. I just want to have fun with this. Like, fuck it. Like, let's just go and do this are the times where like you really grow. And then it's the times where we like, Oh, wait a second. Let me like reverse engineer. Let me strategize. Let me like, like I'm all about strategy, but it's like when it comes from this place of like, forcing it to get to the next level where you said like it's me against me or like I'm the one standing in my own way um that's when it gets harder and it feels less fluid it feels more forceful and it's so interesting because I think we all go through these cycles where it's like things start happening and working and feeling really good and then it's like how am I going to keep up with all these good things that are happening, the money that's coming in, the people that are coming in. It's like this, uh, like you said, this fight or flight response then of like, how do I keep up? And I even felt this, um, at the beginning of this year, I woke up on January 1st after like celebrating how amazing 2022 was. What year is it? Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Um, and I woke up feeling overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, it was such an amazing year. And like, now I'm staring at a 365 day runway and this is intimidating. And I had to really bring myself back to like, Ava, you don't have to like eat the whole elephant in one bite. And also <laughs> like, even if you didn't have as amazing of a year as 2022 was, I can guarantee it's still going to be amazing and it's still going to be good and you're going to be okay regardless. And I think that this is just such an important conversation because there's so, I know there's so many people that listen to this podcast that have businesses, so many people that want to make an impact through their presence online and the people that are around them. And it's like, these are the things that throw us off and the things that can defeat a lot of people because they don't know how to manage it or pick themselves back up or feel really isolated in the experience that they're going through. Mm -hmm. I know that I did 
in um, 2021 when I was still in San Diego and figuring out like, do I want to be with Corey or not? Like, is this work that I'm doing what I actually want to be doing? And like really had this like existential crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt so isolated and alone in it because I was the only one going through it and I didn't have a community of people around me to really like that I felt safe opening up to and sharing where I was at. And that's why I love these conversations and the fact that more and more of them are being had because it just normalizes the struggle that we all inevitably experience as human beings, especially like operating in the world of social media. Yeah. And I mean, the world of social media is, it is insane. It is, and like you were saying, kind of going back and doing this reverse engineering and the strategizing, it's like you can look around all day long at what other people are doing, but until you really tap into like your messaging and what works for you, like you're not going to see it grow. And if you do, it's not going to, you're still not going to be happy. You're still going to be going for the next trend, going for the next thing and continuing to look around. And it's like, you really have to get down and dirty with yourself and ask yourself like, what do I want? How do I want to feel doing this? Like, what am I trying to get across here? Like, what is my passion? What is my purpose? And how am I going to like do this through a platform that honestly, like, I'm like, is anyone even still on here anymore? Like, are, are you all like burnt out? Like what's going on? You know, like, cause I know I get on the platform sometimes and I just feel so burnt out by it all. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is an incredible tool that can like really connect people and like the more vulnerable you are and like, and I, and I don't mean that in like a strategic vulnerability where it's like, I'm going to show the world that I'm crying today and then I'm going to get DMs and we're all going to connect on the fact that I'm crying because I know that that goes on. I love you that. Know what I Sometimes mean? I watch people's Instagram reels where they're crying and I'm like, did you really pull out your phone to film yourself crying right now? Like I've done it a couple times, yeah. but every time I do, I'm like, I don't know about this. But it's like in, in the right time, right? right. Like yeah. there are moments where like I have showed myself crying, but it's like, oh, like I'm really fucking going through this right now. And this isn't like me trying to get like, this isn't clickbait here. Like Mm -hmm. this is me trying to let y'all know that like we all are going through shit Mm -hmm. and like what you see on here is not real. And so let's have a moment where like I can just share that like this place is fucked up, but this is how I feel. And like, know that we're not alone. You know what I mean? There's like a difference there in a sense. But ultimately, you know, it's just... Yeah, like we were talking earlier about like, you know, the virality. It's like people people don't talk about like what it's actually like when you go viral on a post. It's like what every creator dreams of and like you're getting across your messaging and now people are seeing it. But like on the back end, like that shit is gnarly. Yeah. Like, you know, and that just affects the cycle of like downward spiral even more. And I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. You really have to get again down and dirty with yourself and ask yourself like, how do I want to show up in here? How do I want to like, what is my experience, my relationship with this platform and like sharing my life? It's yeah, it's very dynamic and weird and we're, but we're all doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know I don't want to go viral. (laughs) Like I want healthy, steady growth. I'm good with that Yeah. because I mean, you and I had the conversation when I saw you go viral, I was, I reached out and I was like, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't want, I don't care how, 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 how you did it or anything like that. I want to know like, how's your human heart? Because I know that on the side of millions of literally millions of people seeing you that there comes really nasty like an ugly side of the internet and yeah I guess like I know a bit of like how you were able to go through that and navigate it but like can you share 
maybe a little bit of like that experience and like what people don't see behind the scenes and then also like so people aren't scared of yeah. like trying and like having those moments where more and more eyes are on them how you navigated and held yourself through it and like were resilient really through it yeah well before that like I mentioned I was feeling super stagnant and I was just like why am I not growing like I feel like I'm so fun and I'm so special <laughs> you know just like I'm such a cool person like why am I like stuck in the same fucking place you know I had to have an ego death in order to like really get to it but um I remember like I did a meditation and I did some breath work one morning and I said, this is like a week before I just kind of like got the, got the courage to just start posting on reels. And I said to myself, I was like, cause for a long time, my goal was like, I want to get to a hundred K. Like I want to get to a hundred K. Blah, blah. And in that meditation that morning, I took a step back and I said to myself, it's not about the 100 K just let me feel some sort of growth and let it mm-hmm. come super easy and let it maybe even happen overnight and just 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 to like remind myself that I'm kind of like on the right path yeah. because now I'm questioning like what what is Aubrey's path you know because I I don't I didn't really understand like why I was so stuck in the same place so in that more in that morning meditation I was just kind of visualizing like it's all flowing to me super easily it's coming at ease and it's going to just happen overnight and It's nothing that you're going to plan or anything like that. It's just going to kind of come to you. So the post that we're talking about was like I was doing something in my bathroom and talking about like the hot girl routine or whatever Mm -hmm. that I'm over and, um, (laughs) and no intention of anything. And then it just popped off and it reached, I don't know, 15 million or something like that. And all the comments started coming through and all the likes and after a couple days, I reached over 100K and then it kept growing. And then all my other reels that I was posting continued to go viral. So it was like just this waterfall, this snowball of just yeah. virality on all these different posts. And um, I will say like right when it happened and you felt all the energy and the momentum coming on the phone, like positive and negative, it kind of sent me into a spiral. I wasn't really sleeping well at night cause I sleep, I do sleep with my phone across the room, but just knowing that like all of those messages were coming through the negativity, mm-hmm. like I just kind of felt it coming through my phone. And I remember I'd like wake up in the middle of the night with extreme anxiety. I'd run over and check my phone, like mm. trying to kind of control it, but there was nothing that I could do ultimately. Yeah. Right. So I really had to check myself. And I, on one hand I was like, wow, like I am proud of myself because I love what I fucking do. And you know, like there's no reason why I, I shouldn't feel this excitement around this growth. This is exciting, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm celebrating it. But on the other hand, it really brought me back down to earth and reminded me that like, it's not everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, it comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of like your mental health sometimes. And it inspired me to share a little more about like what I was going through because I think that it's every creator's dream to like hit those numbers and get that growth and have the 100k and the blue check mark and all the fucking things. But at the end of the day, like that is not what it is about. And now I'm like sitting at 115 and I'm like, okay, this is great. Like I'm fine if I'm here for the rest of my life, you know? And, 
um, because I know what comes with it. And I don't want to, I don't want to feel that icky feeling. Like I don't want all these eyes who, people that I don't even know, these keyboard warriors commenting on all my shit. Mm -hmm. I just want to, I just ultimately want to connect with people. I want to move people. I want to inspire people. And that's what it's about. So hitting those numbers brought me back down to earth. It was kind of like a weird reversal where like I, I did it and I was proud of myself and I'm like, this is great celebrating it, but I really want to also speak to this for other creators because I think about the young Gen Z, you know, that generation and the way that they are on social media and how many views and clicks and all the things that some of these creators are getting. But I ask myself, like, is that really, is that really good for them mentally? Like, Mm -hmm. are they able to handle it? Are these creators? And at the end of the day, it's not my business, but I'm really thinking about, I'm like, are they going to wake up one day and just not be like connected to themselves? Are they going to feel like icky? How do they handle it? Like it could send someone so deeply down, like mm-hmm. into this downward spiral of anxiety. And like, I feel bad because I know that a lot of people don't have the tools to like handle it. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Um, so it made me grateful to, to just experience it in a sense and be able to like come back to my practices and remind myself that like, while it's fun and it's cool, like it's just an extension of my messaging. It's just an extension, a cherry on top, continue to create from a place that just feels really good. Continue to take your social media breaks when it doesn't feel good. Um, and, and yeah, speak to it because it will help a lot of other creators too, kind of navigating it and, I feel like bring everyone a little back down to earth, yeah. right? It's yeah. like we don't need to have all these like hundreds of thousands of eyes on our content in order for it to be worthy or meaningful or matter. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, you know, going back to the conversation around like what are these creators doing? How are they how are they managing their relationship to this, their relationship to self, like everything that comes with building something online it's like you know the the charlie show i think we talked about Mm -hmm. her her show selena gomez's documentary like all of the i watched the kardashians and like just seeing how much hate they get and like nothing they can't do anything they can't live their life without it being critiqued and i'm just like fuck that is so impossibly hard and a lot of these people or a lot of these kids are like going into it at like 13, 14 years old, like their brains aren't even completely developed and they're just thrust into this machine often with agents and these um, brands and these partnerships that really do not, in the same way that like all of like our Mickey Mouse Club, like Mm -hmm. sweet Aaron Carter and Mm -hmm. all of the kids that went through Disney that had incredible fame, like they don't care about the kid. They care about the money that they're getting. They care about how many clicks, how many views. And it's like, it's heartbreaking to think about how you can be monetized as like a human being and in that inherently feel less human. Yeah. And I think that having that opportunity at least for you having that opportunity and I have had this opportunity I think with like different money milestones as well too where it's Mm -hmm. like I just want the 100k or oh my gosh once my business makes a million dollars and like that's it's gonna that's the thing right Mm -hmm. and it's like once you get there it's like I am proud of myself 
I'm really proud of myself for working hard and being the person that can get to this level. And there were probably things that I put in this level that I didn't necessarily need to and were outsourcing a part of like happiness, fulfillment, self-worth, presence, joy Mm -hmm. that I don't want to put in outside things anymore. And sometimes you have to get to those certain levels to actually see that you were holding those things away from yourself. For sure. And I think it's, we can still enjoy all of that. Like on the flip side too, let's continue to have these conversations as well. Like continue to talk about what it does look like from the back end mentally when you do have a post that gets a lot of eyes on it or whatever. Because, you know, when Twitch died a couple weeks ago, um, are you familiar with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he on social media so happy and vibrant and such a light and this incredibly talented dancer who had been in the spotlight since he was on So You Think You Can Dance. Like I grew up watching him on So You Think You Can Dance and always just loved him. He's on the Ellen show, got all these amazing opportunities, his family, like you would look from the outside looking in, like he had it all. And then very sadly and tragically, he committed suicide. And it's like, you know, and it shocked everyone, but it made a lot of people, and I'm just using his him as, as an example, like you know, let's open our eyes to what it is, like the real human side of, um, you know, what it's like showing up on these platforms Mm -hmm. and the real human side of like, okay, like we see this happiness, like these almost characters on social media, right? These people take on these personas and like, we think that that's like who they really are, but like, it is not that simple. Like it's not that black and white, like really, truly, like there's so much depth to these people that we follow and idolize and, Um, you know, like I feel like holding space for that too is like just so, so important and we forget to do it right because Instagram Mm -hmm. and TikTok and all these things are just a highlight reel, but think about all the times where you've watched someone else's life and you've been like, I want what they have. Like, I want Mm -hmm. this, I want that. Like, I don't have, you know, and you start to have that conversation and it's like the end of the day, like those people, they're having like a real human experience too. You're just not Mm -hmm. seeing it. So Mm -hmm. like coming back down to earth, I think is it's an important reminder yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's been really cool to just witness how you have pretty seamlessly incorporated that into your content and also into like the spaces that you're creating inside of sweat sessions as well too, with your challenges. I know on your retreat that's coming up too, um, seamlessly just like weaving it in so that it's more than just like, let's do a workout that is fun. High energy is going to leave you feeling good, is going to tone your body, but like Let's also talk about these other things because just doing the workout, just like focusing on your body isn't all that there is. Yeah. And that's not going to be the only thing that makes you happy looking like the Instagram model that you see with (laughs) the cute workout clothes. Like there's other aspects to it. And I think that I just keep coming back to this because I've been talking about the emotional and mental side of entrepreneurship a lot too the more that we have these conversations, I think the more that we're actually setting people up for success, to not be surprised when these things come up, to not feel overwhelmed or taken over by the circumstance of, you know, doubting yourself or feeling comparison when you log online or looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not whatever enough. Like, to just know that like that it's so normal for all of those things to come up mm-hmm. and we're all saying those things to ourselves, seeing those things in the mirror. It's just that some of us know 
that it's a part of it and know how to show up for ourselves when those things happen and come up. And that's like what I'm really interested in teaching people and having conversations around because it's inevitable and it's inescapable. Yeah. Well, it can all exist at once too. Mm -hmm. Like there are moments where I'm, you know, super happy and in flow and like, it's all Gucci. And then like, you know, at the same time I'm having like nagging anxiety about something or imposter syndrome is showing up or whatever. So it can kind of all exist at once, but it's being able, and I really learned this from your practices, is really being able to just become aware of it Mm -hmm. and work through it and take that moment to pause and take that moment to say like, why is this showing up for me right now? And the awareness around just kind of noticing it and being able to, you know, call it out and then take a step back and kind of look at it and work through it and remind yourself that like, gosh, our brains, like they make up all these crazy fucking stories. Like (laughs) this is not actually real. (laughs) We can take it back a few. It's real in the moment. If you, if you feel it, you know, it's there, but like sometimes it's just, it's heightened. And Mm -hmm. again, when we're looking at social media, it can really trigger in so many ways those like deep emotions that are lingering within us that keep us from going after the things you want or keep us in this mode of self-doubt or questioning or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's been last year for me, I think was especially through doing AOB. Like I, I had to really come back to myself and to those practices to be able to call myself out on some of those things because I realized that if I did not start working through some of the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome and the things that were really coming up for me that I would in fact stay in the exact same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and honoring that, like, again, it can all exist at once. Like yeah. it, I don't have to be happy every single day in order to show up on social media and be mm-hmm. like, here I am. Like, you know, that's not real. And I don't want it to be that way. I want yeah. people to know that like, I'm a real human being. We're all real human beings on here. Like can have our successes and have our highlights and our moments, but also like, this is the real side of what my life is and we're all just going through it yeah yeah so what would you say has been like if you think about Aubrey before you really started using these tools and like taking a beat to be with yourself to like have greater awareness before all of that what would you say has been like the biggest shift for you in like a tangible sense on like a day-to-day basis to like being able to see the imposter syndrome and like navigate it and just like work through it. Mm. I mean, it sounds cliche, but truly the morning routine is just like, it is everything. It sets the tone for my day. I think that I grew up as a dancer and I did have from a very young age, a lot of discipline instilled in me, Mm -hmm. but I feel like with the age of social media, like I, I do have this tendency where I'm constantly on there kind of like looking around and you know, like we all do it. And, um, I really realized just how much that was not serving me. And, um, with creating this like morning routine, I kind of, well, I told you this too, like I signed up for AOB when I had just gotten off of like a weekend of just extreme anxiety. I had a panic attack. I literally was in bed. I I was scrolling on social media. You posted about it and I was like, I turned to Brennan and I'm like, I'm signing up for this. Just FYI, you're going to see the charge on the credit card. (laughs) 
And it was just kind of like, I think you reach a point where you're like, I need to just flip the switch right now. Like I am the only one in in control of how I show up in this world, of how I feel. This is not on anyone else. And if, again, I want to do all the things that like I dream of, then I need to like get my shit together. So I just really got, got deep with myself. And I think that like the breath work has helped me so much. The sitting down with myself first thing in the morning, the brain dumps, the journals, like the meditations, the daily check-ins, like in the, in the afternoon before I go to bed, like just really that self, that self-awareness piece has Mm -hmm. been huge for me. Um, because you don't see it when you're constantly going, like when you're like running around and just like on social media and creating content and doing all the things, um, it's hard to like, see what what it is and feel what it is that you're going through because you can cover it with a thousand things. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think it's just been like creating that routine, sticking to it and um, allowing myself to like slow down. I think yeah. I've slowed down a lot. Um, I never thought that I would be moving as slow as I am truly. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to think like Aubrey living in LA, teaching, running around, doing oh, all the things, constant. you know, the lifestyle. Yeah. But yeah, I think just really being able to like call myself out and being okay with calling myself out and taking it that second to be like, hey, like you need to chill out here with your thoughts. Like this isn't, you know, this is not need to, def- this one thought that you're having does not need to define you or ruin your day or ruin your week. Like go back to the practice for a few and mm-hmm. then, and then be on with it and don't take it on as your own. Yeah, it's crazy how simplicity simplicity is like all that's really necessary. And Truly. I think so many of us are like, no, there's got to be something more. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be something more that these people are doing. But like for me, I remember having a conversation with my therapist like two months ago because I was, I had fallen out of my practices. I was just like in busy, busy, busy mode. Um, Matt was staying with me and he is so devoted to his work and it's so cool to see like I love it and I was like okay well if he's doing his work I'll just do my work then I'm just gonna wake (laughs) up in the morning and do all my work and I it would be really hard for me to sit down and do my practices and it took maybe like two weeks for me to be like I am about to have a full nervous breakdown and I was having a conversation with my therapist and she's like Ava you can't not be still every single day like it is so important for you to even have a moment where you just check in and ask yourself, how am I feeling? Like it doesn't have to be a long practice. It doesn't have to be like two hours in your morning and two hours at night. It can literally be before you open up your laptop, closing your eyes, taking a few deep breaths and just saying, how am I feeling? Because answering that is developing that connection to self and the self-awareness that really allows for you to have greater intimacy with your own heart and with your own mind and not be pulled in all these different directions before you know it, not even like knowing who you are anymore. Like I felt like in a span of two weeks, I lost my sense of self Mm -hmm. and it was like that quickly I was able to like just completely spiral and yeah, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have these practices, honestly. Like, I would be a fucking crazy person. Yeah. I know for a fact I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't be as successful as I am today if Absolutely I had not. I mean, and I say that to myself, too, all the time. Like, if I <laughs> <laughs> stretch it out, Penny. Um, oftentimes, I'm like, if I – obviously, my path led me to Chicago and to taking my business virtual and, like, all of that stuff. I mean, those are things that, like, I couldn't really control. It was just a situation with the pandemic and whatnot. 
But I look back and I'm like living in LA or even like 2020 kind of where I was at and like how sporadic I was with just like my business and things. I'm like, there's a reason why I felt the way that I felt. I was constantly burnt out. Mm -hmm. I did not have a practice, a routine. Like I, meditation actually really intimidated me. Um, You know, I just, I neglected and, and like back in my 20s, I was all about meditation. Like my mid-20s, I got my Reiki certification. I was like, ooh, like I'm going to be woo-woo. I live in Elena. Like it's yeah. so cool. But, um, you know, like I got I got really just, I think, so wrapped up in like growing my business and like yeah. doing all these things and like having all these connections and getting in front of people and selling out my events and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't realize like how perpetually burnt out I was. And the second that I started implementing, even this year, these practices, I seriously have shifted like in so many ways, not only personally, but professionally. Um, The inspiration that I've felt, the things that I've wanted to create, the way that we've been able to so seamlessly bring Brendan on to work with me, Mm -hmm. like that was something that like... If you would have told me a year ago that that was something we were doing, like both of us would have just been like wrapped up in all the anxiety, like trying to control the whole situation. And mm-hmm. we have to have this amount to be able to do that. And like when we really both just like paused and took a beat, we we're like, no, like this is good. Like it's yeah. in flow. Like we know that this is going to work out. And being able to like come back to that every single day in moments where we're like, oh my God, like we need to do this or that. It's like, oh, let's just take a second. Like we yeah. don't need to go there yet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and like what you said, being making it so simple. I remember like two months ago or something, like I got in one day, like 10 DMs from people who were like, you look so happy. Like your skin is glowing. You just seem like, it's so good to see you like the way that you are right now. You just look really happy. Like, what are you doing? What's your skincare? I'm like, (laughs) what's your skincare? (laughs) I'm like, honestly, like I, I'm just ran out of all my products. I think I'm just really like happy. Yeah. And just these practices of like fucking turn my world upside down. Mm, that makes me so And it's so happy. simple. Yeah. It's so simple. Yeah. That's why it's so cool too. It's like we don't have to do these like crazy hour long like ritualistic things every single day. We certainly can and it feels heavenly, but it's like sometimes it's just the five minutes with yourself that you mm-hmm. need and really asking yourself those questions and just very easily just kind of breaking it down and letting it be and then yeah. onward. Yeah, I love it. I feel like both of us, like our brands and how we teach it come from a place of accessibility, which to me like makes my heart so happy because I want more than anything, just more people to be able to know the things that I know, do the practices that have helped me and like really experience the things that I've been able to experience through the work that I'm doing, as I know with you as well too. Like when I took my first sweat sessions class in LA, (laughs) it was the most fun thing ever. And like usually a dance cardio class, I'd be like, nope, I've got noodle arms. I don't look good dancing. This is so intimidating. I'll be in the back. And whenever I'd go to sweat sessions, I'm like, I want to be in the front. It's so much fun. I love this so much. Aubrey's the best. And it's just like the accessibility piece that you bring into your work and how you bring um, the accessibility into like how you talk to people online. I mean, even the post that went viral was like, it was accessible to people right it was relatable it was it was bringing this aesthetic down to earth so that more people could relate to and feel seen by not just your free content but also like everything that you do and not to like you know totally change the subject but kind of on the same like wavelength you were speaking about your journey to kind of like stepping into like being the coach that you are and like Mm -hmm. off your offerings and how many 
different things that you do and also like giving people like these tools, like you're just, you're creating these programs that give people these tools Mm -hmm. to make it that simple for themselves every single day. Like kind of on the talk of like entrepreneurship and like your mental health, like when did you switch from being like, I'm a breathwork coach, I'm like a yogi, I'm a podcast host to being like, no, like I'm taking this to like a way bigger level than I ever thought it could be in terms of going from like, I don't know, I guess spiritual coach to like, I'm transforming your life coach yeah, uh, (laughs) in a bigger way (laughs) and not making it about yourself. Like you don't make it about yourself, which I think like is just so unique and different in this coaching space. I don't know. Yeah, That's the thought that came to my mind. And I was like, I need to ask you this question. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it, it was the same thing, like right before the pandemic started, I actually remember. So I went to Australia, um, at the beginning of 2020, like February until like March 3rd of 2020, I was in Australia, um, which I'm so grateful I got to do. Um, and the reason I went is because at the time, so Corey and I got married in April by like November, um, we started having end of November, we started having conversations around like, is this even right? I think him going to, to LA was really hard on him. Like he worked from home. So, and he was writing a book. And so he was very much in process, wasn't really putting himself out there to meet people. So he had a really hard time in LA and I was really trying to make it work. I mean, I was trying to work with brands, doing the podcast, working at Bandier, Aloe, like trying to make it work and so it just felt like there was such a disparity between both of our energies and I mean gosh what I know now versus like how I showed up for him then I would I would totally show up for him in a different way and have a different perspective um I was younger back then but like I put my walls up and I was like I don't feel safe in this relationship because I just feel like you can't even take care of yourself and so that kick-started our conversation around if we wanted to be together and by January we both were like well we're not happy in LA so let's just put our stuff in storage I really wanted to travel and I told him I was like I want to travel for 2020 like I want to go all around the world in 2020 I am just going to be traveling everywhere in 2020 (laughs) (laughs) no you're not sit down (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I was able to book myself a trip to Australia I decided to do a road trip through Western Australia by myself and And, um, it was really like, I think the first thing was I hired my first mentor in December of 2019. And so I started like working with her, getting clear on like what I wanted to do. I was doing a lot of different things, but I was going so fast that I really didn't take the time to like, just evaluate everything that was going on. And so I was working with her. She was a lot slower and more, I would say feminine in her approach to business, which I really needed because being in LA, I was just like a million miles a minute and, um, started actually using breathwork and meditation for my business, not just teaching it or doing it for like as my daily routine, but like, how can I use this as like a tool for creativity? How can I use this as a tool for intuition? How can I use this as a tool for reflection, not just of like reflection of how I'm feeling, but also like reflection of my business and like what I'm doing. And I realized that I had been following so many other people's, um, 
advice on like have multiple sources of income and like do mm. all these different things and la 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 and I wasn't actually doing any of those things because I was super, super passionate about it. So I was like working with the brands because I thought I should work with the brands. I was having sponsors on the podcast because that's the next step that you take as a podcast host. Um, and I just realized that I really wanted to like help business owners. And as I was starting to go all in on my coaching and like decided to stop bringing sponsors on the podcast, decided to stop working with brands. I actually said to myself, I was like, I want to make so much money that I don't need to get shit for free. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so that was like the That's 2020 the mantra. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so at that point, I just simplified a lot. And then I started just praying and praying and praying of like, what is a way that I can make a really big difference for people? And I had been teaching breathwork and meditation for years at that point, started using it in my business and seeing how it was like really working with how I was working with my clients and just like all of um, the creativity and inspiration that was coming for my business personally. And I was just like, fuck, like, I think I'm supposed to teach people how to teach this and how to use this as well too. And I didn't know that that was like taking it to the next level though. I didn't realize that was um, me like, doing things bigger than ever before. I was just like, well, maybe people will sign up for this like small teacher training that I'm creating. Um, I talked to my mentor and I was like, she's like, how many people do you want in the certification the first time you run it? And, um, I said, well, I think it'd be really cool if 13 people joined. And I remember Corey and I, the weekend before it started, I was like, let's go take a trip to, um, to Laguna beach and like do a little weekend celebration in Laguna beach. And while we were driving up, we hit 50 people inside. And then within got like, chills. yeah, within four <laughs> days after that, it ended up being 64 people in our first round. And it was only a six week program at the time. Since then I've obviously built it out. Um, but it was from that detached energy. Mm -hmm. It was from this space of like, I don't really know. I'm just really passionate about this. Putting together the curriculum and the structure of it literally came together in a day, building out the sales page for it, which is essentially like the same sales page it is today, yeah. except now it just has a shit ton of testimonials on it. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was, I haven't changed the sales page at all since the very beginning, besides the minor details um, that came together in a day. And it just was so easy and has always been so easy besides the one time where I was like hundred people coming in this round, it's going to happen. I've done it twice. We've got a wait list. Let's like make it ultra strategized. And that's when it was, that was still like a huge launch, but it didn't feel good to me. Mm -hmm. And so I think going, that was a, my long winded answer of going back to just like really wanting to be of service, knowing where I was passionate, knowing what had really worked for me and taking on a much more light, clean energy with what it was that I was doing instead of like, this has to work. This many people have to be inside. It has to look this way. Oh, this is going to be the next level of innovation. It's like, it's only always come through I'm doing this thing. It feels really good. I'm passionate about it. And I'll be humble enough to like, just like be where I'm at and learn through the experience and it can get better every time. Wow. Yeah. 
There's so many common themes here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like we search so hard sometimes to just get the answers from looking around everything outside of ourselves. But when you just tune into like what feels really good and you detach from the outcome, like it all just seamlessly flows yeah. and evolves the way that it's meant to. Yeah. Which I think is easy, obviously so much easier said it than is. done. Like the detachment thing for me at least has come through so many times of like being in full on drama mode when something happens. Like I remember earlier this year having a conversation with my now mentor and being like, Steph, I'm honestly just done having this conversation with you. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to message you anymore about like, Oh, only this many people have come. What should I do? Or I feel this way. Like, it's just boring me now. Like my own drama is boring me. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I think sometimes for a lot of us, we kind of have to get to that point of like, I'm just like sick of my own shit and I don't want to feel this way anymore, especially when it comes to something that like for me, my, and I know for you as well, it's like, it's lifelong. Like what you're building isn't just for mm. like a quick second or a blink. It's, it's something that you want to be with and cre create and grow over a long period of time. And I just don't think it's sustainable if we have such a like intense controlling energy around it because we're going to be fucking miserable the entire time then. Well, I think it's really breaking all of that down and building the trust with yourself. Ultimately, it's just trust yeah. it's trusting yourself it's not it's releasing like we don't have to have the drama we don't have to tell ourselves the stories we don't have to like focus so much on you know this outcome it's like just really trusting that like it's gonna happen whether it's this program or the one in six months or mm -hmm. this opportunity or the one you know it's like but how do we break that down and build it every single day self-trust for me I feel like has been trusting myself, it feels so fucking scary. Like yeah. it's like so scary. And it is, that's why it's so much easier said than done. How mm -hmm. do we build that trust within ourselves? But I'm sure like, I mean, I know for sure you're living proof that you can trust yourself. Mm -hmm. I am as well. Yeah. It's our situations and the things that we've gone through and looking at it and being like, we've always landed on our two feet. Yeah. We've all, look, look where we're sitting, yeah. Ava. <laughs> You know, like look at what we've built yeah. and that's by, and of course it comes with drama and it comes with shit being really fucked up and hard sometimes, but ultimately like we just make it harder on ourselves. Like we can lean into the trust and, and know that like just through everything, through the lives that we've lived, it's like, we're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We're going to be good. I think what's, what's coming up for me right now too, for like everyone that's listening is like also just remembering like if the self-trust piece feels hard, if like the detachment piece feels hard, also remember Aubrey and I have been doing this shit for a minute. Mm -hmm. Like Aubrey didn't just pop up on the scene and during the pandemic, <laughs> you've been hustling and working so hard for over a decade for over 15 years. Right. Yeah. Like when did you move to LA? I moved to LA in 2007, 2007. Yeah. That's literally 15 years. Yeah. So you've been, <laughs> you've been doing the damn thing for a while. And yeah. I know that when you probably got to LA at first, it was a lot more chaotic oh, yeah. than it is today. And yeah. you know, same, same goes for me. Like when I was at the beginning, I was so much harder on myself and I'm still hard on myself, of course, but it was a lot harder to be 
in existence at yeah. that point. And the self-trust piece was a lot harder because I just had, I didn't get my reps in, you know, it's like, you don't build the self-trust muscle through waiting around for it to come in the same way you don't build in a sweet little tush by waiting around for <laughs> that ass to just uh, <laughs> pop in overnight. <laughs> that, that peach doesn't just grow on trees. <laughs> totally. Um, and so I think that that's just a reminder as well too, is like, it is going to feel sticky it's going to feel foreign you're not going to feel as strong you're going to have patterns repeat in the beginning but it's going to get better and better and better and better and better as long as you just like decide from the beginning I'm going to show up no matter what and I'm going to get have my back no matter what yes and I think if only I knew then what I know now right it's it's like going back to these practices that we do. Like Mm -hmm. if I had some of these tools when I was 25, laying in bed depressed over my career, feeling like I was going to, I was never going to be anything or be of service to anyone, or you just feeling so lost and confused. I'm like, if I had those practices now, like, wow, you know, like what I could have created, how I would have gotten out of bed and put a pep in my step. But like you said, you have to really live it and grow through it and just keep like leaning in, but that is the message, right? Like lean in, even when it feels a little scary, like lean into what it is that you want, even when you don't know what it's going to look like lean in, even when you feel like everyone around you is going to judge you. Cause it's like ultimately leaning in and doing the things that feel really good to you. Like that's how you're going to get what you want ultimately. Like for me, it was moving to LA right after college and knowing that I wanted to be a dancer. What did that look like? Well, I had to put myself out there and go to dance auditions. What did I have to do on the side to make ends meet? Well, my dad was still helping me financially, but for, for what I could do, like I went and got a job at free people. I was a hostess. I started working at the front desk of a pure bar, you know, and I was doing a million things, but it was really looking back all things that felt good to me. Like I loved fashion. I started to love fitness. I loved connecting with people. That's why I worked at a, at a pure bar, you know, and continued to like give myself the, the find the passion each day by going to dance classes and, and just rerouting when things didn't work out and not you know, saying to myself, I'm a failure in the time, in the moments, I certainly did that, but it's like just continuing to be like, okay, well, what's next? Like I got to do something and just doing what feels good. Even if you're not making a lot of money at first, even if you only have two people in your class, right. Mm -hmm. It's going to ultimately can you manifest by putting in the work and doing the damn thing. Yeah. Can we talk about friendship? Because I feel like that has been something that has been, really challenging for me, especially as I've become more devoted to (laughs) (laughs) devoted to my career and also just like how I want to hold myself through life and the standards that I have like personally for myself too. It's felt a lot more isolating and lonely. Mm -hmm. And I know that your transition from LA to Chicago and also just like as everything has grown for you has had its own share of friendship issues as well. And so I guess I'm just curious because I know that for a lot of people, some of the like self-sabotage or the hesitation to actually go for it comes from this place of like, what if people don't judge me? What if people don't understand me? What if people don't support me? And I'm just curious, like how how you've navigated that and like what has been kind of like your true north as far as like relationships go. Yeah. Friendship has always been really hard for me, actually. I mean, I have amazing friends in my life and I'm so grateful for them, but I think like 
navigating friendships. I look back even in high school, how I was with friendships. Mm -hmm. Like it always just felt really hard. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I've talked about this in therapy too. I'm like, why do friendships feel so hard for me sometimes? And I think in terms of like the growth and, and putting ourselves out there, I definitely, in order to get to where I am and also just this place of how I feel every day, like I've had to really set hard boundaries with certain people and I've had to like really lean into like, how do some of these friendships make me feel? Mm -hmm. And I think like in the most, I'm still working on how I can navigate this in like a really mature way that feels good to me because I think that like one common theme I have with friendships is that if, if a friendship hasn't felt mutual, if it's felt, if there have been things deep down in my gut that I know haven't felt good, or if someone burns me, I'm really quick to be like, chop, chop, bitch, goodbye. Like I'm like, (laughs) you're blocked, you're done. We are not friends anymore. And I like create this really hard wall. Um, and I think I've been navigating in the last like couple years, especially when I lived, when I moved from LA to Chicago, like how I can honor what I need in friendship. Um, but do it in a, in a way that feels a little softer mm. and with more grace. Ultimately, in our industry, friendships, I think, and maybe you've had a different experience. For me, take out like my friends from high school or girlfriends from college or friends, you know, any of those friendships, people in our, I guess, industry. I think I learned from living in LA that those friendships serve a side of you that is like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not to say they're fake, but it's just, it kind of, you kind of need those industry friends in a sense Mm -hmm. to like kind of be in a, you know what I'm saying? It's like the friendships feel self-serving. Like they don't feel like they're like deep. It's like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You know, that's validating almost in a way. Yes. Or like, from the outside looking in, like I'm friends with this group of people, Mm -hmm. you know, like me and this fitness girl are best friends. And like, like, it's just, I don't know. And I think that like, I've had to navigate just like what it feels like to be okay. Not having those types of like security blanket friends. Mm -hmm. Um, as I've continued to like grow, I've had to like let go of some of those relationships. And I think that like, you know, they'll, they'll always have something to say. They'll always have something to say about me and why I'm doing it and whatever. But at the end of the day, like we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect like who it is that we are and what we stand for. And if there are, if there are friendships that don't align with that and don't build us up the way that we want to, you know, feel supported, like it's just not, it's not worth it. So I think, I mean, this, I could talk about this for hours. I think that friendships ultimately baseline there, there's a lot to them. It's not black and white. Like, I think that there are different types of friendships that serve different sides of our wants and our needs. And it's just kind of being able to, again, be aware of, of that and also recognize that like, yeah, it's kind of lonely at the top and it's that way kind of for a reason. Not everyone can hang with this. Like not everyone, when, when you're rising and you're in your light and you're doing all of the things that you love and you're finding great success with it, that's going to show up 
you're going to show up as like a mirror for people. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of women in my life who, and I like hate saying this, but it's just the truth. It is what it is. Who have been jealous of me. And I asked myself like, why is this a pattern? Like, why is that? And I think that instead of it being like a bad thing, I think it's just like, I'm not for everyone because I lean in so hard to like the things that I want. And I have such a clear vision of like what it is that I want, how I want to feel and my boundaries and what I want to create. And it's just like, that's not for everyone because it's, it it can be intimidating for people. People want to kind of stay in what they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I don't always make people feel not that I intentionally, but you know, when you show up as like a mirror, it's like, you're not you're not always making people feel comfortable, but it's not my responsibility to do that. Yeah. So then ultimately if it's not like this mutual thing where it feels like we're like elevating and building each other up, it's just what, then why, yeah. why put the energy there? Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question oh, at all. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, re- <laughs> it's just so, there's so much to it. <laughs> yeah. I resonate with that a lot. I feel like when I, um, was living in San Diego, I felt so much of that. And it was with a lot of friends that were, friends from you know my college days where I was just like I just don't feel seen or understood or like felt Mm. in these relationships at all and for me it was interesting because I felt like I actually didn't feel comfortable taking off the persona of like Ava Johanna which like inherently is me I would say it's a much like bolder sassier aspect Mm -hmm. of my personality and I love that expression online but like you know me as well too like I'm pretty grounded I'm pretty chill I have fun and Mm -hmm. I do get sassy and um loud and I love to like I do like being the center of attention but (laughs) for the most part like I just started noticing that like I actually didn't feel like I could like take off my work mode when I was around certain people and I couldn't like open up and share the parts of myself that were vulnerable or were tired or felt unseen. And it was really sad. And like, I, I, I was thinking about it cause you know, that real trend was going around was like what I struggled with this year. And, <laughs> and one of the things that I really struggled with was like, I felt like not very many people showed up for me in the face of like going through divorce and not Mm -hmm. a lot of people checked up, checked up on me. Um, that were people that I thought were like some of my best friends. And I think it was because there was this air of like, Oh, she's good. Like she's fine. Cause she has this, this and this. So there must be nothing wrong. And I am so grateful for like the friends that I did get to spend time with. And like, I remember when we went to, I guess this was actually November of last year, but when we were at two hands and it was like the first time that I had seen you in like years actually. Mm-hmm. And just like having instantly being able to have a deep conversation about everything that was going on and just like feeling you there with me. It was like, I also will say it felt like a whole different like side of our relationship too, because totally. you and I first met when we were in LA in like the thick of all the chaos of yes. it. And so to like be outside of it and be able to connect and be, I was like, damn, like, there's so much more to Aubrey that I didn't even get to experience. And I know that also probably from your perspective that you didn't get to experience of me because it was so like in the fucking industry, industry. world. Yes. Yeah. And so it's been really interesting for me. Cause like when I was in LA, I was like, I'm going to connect with people. And like, I started a part of the reason why I started not 
liking and resenting LA was actually because it felt like Mm -hmm. people just wanted to go on coffee dates with me to see what they could get from me. And like, just feeling like such a transactional type of relationship. Um, and so after I left LA, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that shit anymore. I'm not going out to coffee with people that I meet online. Like, I don't really care to like have these like coach coach relationships. No, I don't want to co-work with you. Like I don't, I just felt a lot more probably like the same level of like walls up as you have had where I'm like my energy, my heart is like a fortress. I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't want to be around people where I feel like I can't just like take my bra off. I don't wear bras, but (laughs) (laughs) let the nip free. Yeah. Just like take my tits out and and chill. If I can't take my tits out around you, we can't be friends. um, You're not coming to my birthday party. Um, but you know what I mean? Totally. It's like, I just, I would rather, I think I'm realizing too, like I would rather have just a few select friends that are close to me that know and like feel me and see me very intimately that I don't have to like hold any type of persona with. And I'm okay with that. Like yeah. I don't need, I, I think when I was in LA, I was like, I want to have all of the friends. And I think that comes back to like childhood wounding and like high school being bullied and stuff like that of like oh my gosh like now I'm like doing the thing in LA Mm -hmm. and even people from high school are like reaching out to me like oh my god you're so inspiring I'm like so now I need to have a huge friend group and all this stuff and I think I've just like the pendulum has swung back to like this normal kind of balance of like no that's not actually true for you you don't need that yeah you're an introvert Ava yeah (laughs) yeah well first of all I've just I mean I just want to say I feel like I feel you and like Mm -hmm. I've been there before and I am sorry that you felt that way because it is really isolating and it's really hard when you're going through something with such depth of what you were really going through like Mm -hmm. that that's fucking hard especially when you are sharing your life on social media and when you are trying to like show up and find motivation and build your dreams and like all of that like it's yeah, I'm sorry that you felt that way. And I think, I don't know, I feel like for for me, like one of the biggest things is like realizing that when you can just be good with yourself, yeah, everything else is a cherry on top. And I use that in my head like all the time. I'm like, I'm always saying to myself, oh, it's just a cherry on top. Like, oh, yeah. like that's just, that friendship is just a cherry on top because like I'm the full fucking cake. Like I, I am like, and it obviously it's not like this way every day. That's why we do the work. But like being just like really fully whole and like happy and electric and just like letting that like come just from being with yourself. Mm-hmm. And from there you get so much more clarity on the people and the things that you let into your life. Yeah. And there is so much like human conditioning with this too. Like it's so it's so deep. Like you know, like you were saying you were like bullied in high school. Like for me, like all I ever wanted was to be popular and liked because I'm such a people pleaser and I have really had to let that go. I mean, in college I was like, you know, vice president of recruitment and like bringing the girls into the sorority house in the face of the sorority and like doing all the songs and the dance and like, you know, just like wanted again to be so well liked and be the pretty girl. And like, this is stuff that I'm uncovering now that I'm, you know, like I look back and I'm like, wow, I did not realize like how much I just wanted to be liked, how much I wanted people to look at me and be like, she's so pretty. Like I, 
I don't even know where that fucking comes from. But, you know, it was always like, how many friends can I have? Like, who can I be seen with? You know, like, and I realized a big reason why I always felt like the things in life that didn't work out or like the failures, why they hit so hard was because I cared so much about what the people in my life would think. Mm -hmm. And then that even, you know, looking back again, it gives you clarity on like, well, I don't, I don't need people in my life. Like who, if they think something about like what I'm doing and like, if it's going to impact me that much, like that person's not for me. Like, you know, you need the people who can like help build you up when you're rerouting or like recalibrating, like the people who can like hold space for you and like, you know, check in. And I think it's just hard with social media. And I feel like this is a tendency with, with everyone. Um, cause I've heard other people say this and we hear a lot about this when, you know, someone with great impact who looks really happy dies or has mental health issues or whatever. It's like, Oh, but there's so this, there's so that. And like, check in on your people and, but we're all kind of like living in our own worlds these days, yeah. right? Like it, it's hard when we're like so tapped in to so many things to take a second. I'm awful at it. I'm awful at, you know, I, I do check in on my people, but like, I think, you know, responding back to text messages mm-hmm. and doing all that stuff, it's something that I kind of like put off in a sense, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like with the friendship thing, it's just, yeah, you want you want the quality now. You don't care. I don't care so much about like how many people. Who can I be seen with? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna invite me to this event? Who's gonna like be next to me at this thing? Like, yeah. I just don't care. And I think um, I'm good with like the people that I have in my life. And also, like, our lives aren't over. Like, we still have so much yeah. time to like call in all these amazing, like, supportive, vibrant people in our lives that feel like truly aligned with what it is that we're doing and who we are and how we show up and the people that will like really check in. So yeah, yeah, I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's going to be an, an everlasting kind of navigation of like friendships. And that is those, that's, that's people. That's just the life that we're living. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're always going to have like people coming in and out of our lives and I think that I'm getting okay with that being like normal, yeah. right? Because we like look at relationships, for example. Like you were in your relationship with Corey. I had my ex that I was with for six years. We changed so much that we broke up after six years. I thought I was going to spend my life with him, you know? And how old were you when you guys broke up? I was 20. Oh, no, no, no. I was 30. Yeah, I was 30. Okay. Yeah. And so about the same yeah. time that like Corey and I, like I met Corey when I was 22 yeah. and we were together for seven years until 29. Yeah. But like we put so much pressure, like I feel like when you go through a friend breakup or when you like see friendships really clearly, you're like, oh, this hurts so much. Like yeah. why, why, why is this happening? Like she's such a biatch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like think about our our relationships. Like when my relationship came to an end, obviously it was really hard and it hurt, but I there was a lot of clarity around that. Yeah. It was like, we have grown into different people. It's the same thing with friendships. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. So it feels so much more catty with women. And I feel like, you know, women in general, like we just like hold on to our clicks and like, mm-hmm. you know, but that's ultimately like outside validation. It's just like getting like validation from other people mm-hmm. and like pouring our happiness into like, what can this group of friends, like this brunch or whatever, what can it bring mm-hmm. to me? You know, like that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like what it is. So I think with friendships, I've tried to just kind of like go at it with that same mentality of like, this is just a cherry on top. And also like, it's okay if we're not friends 
because we've changed, we've grown. Like yeah. we're going in two separate different directions, like two different directions. There've actually been a lot of friendships in my life um, where I've like put the hard cut out. I've been like, no, you're done. Like we are, uh-uh, you are not my fucking friend anymore. Yeah. And I've actually rerouted. Like I've like reached back out to them. I've like, you know, kind of have just not tried to like clear air, but I think like kind of come back again with grace. That's something I'm practicing. Like it's okay if a friendship at a certain time dies and then a year later, a year and a half later, you check in if you care about that person and you like lean into that and that's okay. I feel like we like put so much weight and like, oh, that friendship is done. We're not friends anymore. Mm -hmm. And like ultimately like you were friends with that person for a reason. So I think you can always kind of like go back to it if you want to like reach out or whatever. Yeah. Something I'm personally practicing, but friendships are hard, especially as you get older. Yeah. They really are. But I think it's just about like, I don't know, filling your life with the things and the people that feel really good and not worrying about how many or any of that, just mm-hmm. focusing on the quality of it all yeah. and how it uplifts you. Yeah. I love that. I don't think I've ever really talked about friendship on this podcast, so I'm grateful that we went yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And like even, you know, I think like with you, I feel the exact same way the day that we went to two hands and like, I was like, oh my gosh, I've not seen Ava in so long. And now our worlds are again, kind of like meshing together and colliding Mm -hmm. with like Jenny and the whole like Austin crew down here. And I feel like, um, you know, like you definitely were always meant to like come back into my Mm -hmm. life. And I think that's another thing. Like we don't have to be like best friends in order to like show up in moments where life is getting fucking hard. Like just like, it's, it's okay if like it's, I don't have to see you every day to yeah. like care so deeply about you yeah. or like, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And to like be okay with it, like coming back in and like letting it unfold and like just having that, I don't know, having that support. Yeah. yeah. That was one thing that I definitely had to learn where I was like, cause you know, it's like in high school and then in college you have like your best friends that you're like attached Besties. to the hips to. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, I personally with, with certain people have been like, oh, it's okay if we like check in like two to three times a year and have like an hour phone call where we're just like catching up on life. And then there's also been times with certain friends where I'm just like, we do not have to talk every day Mm -hmm. and like, we don't have to, like, I don't, I'm busy. Mm -hmm. I'm busy. And like life is, life is happening right now. And so it's been interesting being on like both sides of like, "Hmm, like I miss being super close to this person or having these types of relationships, but then also being on the side of like, I don't have the capacity to even have that type of relationship anymore. Yeah. And you have to speak your needs. Like, I mean, absolutely same exact thing. I've had friends in my life that require a lot of my energy and as I've kind of grown into, you know, this person and the stage of life that I'm in, it's like, I just don't have the capacity to be able to like be that friend. Um, doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I won't show up for you in the hardest moments, but I, I have, I'm like on my mission and I'm on my journey and I, I love my friends, but I can't like be that I guess I can't be that like solid rock in someone else's life. I have Mm -hmm. to be a solid rock for myself Mm -hmm. and for the life that I'm building. And I think communicating and for my future husband, exactly. Like I, I think, and I think at some point or another, everyone kind of realizes that, right? Because like, you know, you look at certain friendships and the stages of life in which that they are in and like, 
if, you know, I'm on one path and someone else is on another, it's like they might be like constantly needing to come to you for things. Um, but you might just not have that capacity any longer to do that. And that's just life. Mm -hmm. And so rather than letting that be a breaking point, really saying like, Hey, I love you. I'm here for you. I am so sorry I didn't text you back, but I'm actually not a big texter anymore. Yeah. Like that's not something that I'm into. Um, if you want to chat, pick up the phone and call. If I don't answer, I promise I'll get back to you. Like I want to talk to you. I care about you. Yeah. And that's ultimately all people want to know. Yeah. They just want to know that you care and that you're there and that, you know, you're still friends, yeah. but you just have to communicate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we've talked about growth. We've talked about like all of the different things that have happened and transpired over the past like couple of years. I'm curious, like, what are you most excited about for this year? Mm, I am getting married and yes, that is very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That is, um, very, very exciting. And I never thought that I would take on this like full, like bride mode, but I'm, I'm kind of in the space right now where I'm just embracing it. I love it. It's so fun. And it's actually really inspiring me to um, to help other brides in this yeah. like stage of life because it is such a thing. Like oh, for being sure. a bride, having a wedding, it's a whole fucking thing. And I never, in my mind, I'm like, I never want to be that. I don't want to put so much into like a wedding because it's one day and mm-hmm. like that's a waste of money. And that's something I've struggled with. And on the other side, I'm like, but I do want to have the moment. Like, I do want to yeah. have it. It's, it's I thought fun. it was like the most fun ever. Yeah, I loved, it the is. I loved being engaged. All your people in one place. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's one time in your life where you get to have that. And like, that is magical. So I'm leaning into like that a little more. Mm. But also for me, like running a business and working with my fiance on, on my business, our business, like it's come with a lot and it's another reason why AOB like came in at the perfect time. Truly. (laughs) Does he uh, meditate with you? No, but I'm starting to get him too. Cause now I'm like throwing in random, like little mindful moments at the end of my workouts and he does the workouts with me and he'll be like, I'm going to get up. I'm like, no, 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 you're going to stay. Yeah. you're gonna fucking stay yeah. and you're gonna do it and then after the meditation I'm like so how did you feel yeah did you have like a moment of peace clarity anything yeah. <laughs> what came up <laughs> um but yeah I think that it's really easy to get wrapped up into like the whole wedding thing yeah. especially with social media and then you get back into that like kind of lack mindset and it's like oh like I my wedding is not going to look like this and then that creates like anxiety or you're scrolling and you're looking at the bridal inspo and you're like that dress is $12,000 like yeah. I'm not you know it's like that creates so much and then you're getting with that like further and further and further away from like what actually is important yeah. and so this has been a whole process that I've been going through because I'm trying really hard not to to like just be completely like going in the wrong direction based off of like what I see on social media. Yeah. I really wanted to do our wedding and like everything leading up to it in our own way. Something that feels really good. We're not doing a super traditional wedding at all. Like I'm going to have a family dance. I'm going to like, you know, we're going to have like all these like different little things throughout the night that feel really unique to us. Mm. Um, and so I feel through this process inspired to help other brides with this as well. Yeah. It's the movement piece, but it's also the mindfulness piece. It's clarity. It's like what is really important to you and your partner. And so, um, I'm actually launching, <laughs> I'm launching the same month as my wedding, a bridal program. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm a fucking psycho. I love it. I'm like a woman. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I remember like working at Pure Bar back in the day and them having like a, it was like three, like three months to the, I don't know what it was called, something yeah. stupid. Sorry if you're listening and you work for Pure Bar. Um, <laughs> but like, it's like, you know, get your abs, get your arms, like bridal arms. Yeah. Like it's so much more than that. Bridal like, arms so you can punch your husband in the face <laughs> if he doesn't listen to you. Yeah, like yeah. trim the area around your arms so you can like look really tight in your dress. It's <laughs> like, ugh. So um, anyway, being a bride has helped inspire me to like, you know, create something for women going through, or men too, going through this phase I in life. Um, and then another thing that I'm really excited for, just I think outside of like wedding and also work, um, I'm really excited to continue getting to know myself. Yeah. Like that is huge. Um, I, yeah, I just think that so much of what I've done in the past with my career and just who I've been has been really wrapped up in outside things. Mm -hmm. And so I am really excited to see what I can create when I am really clear on who I am and how I want to show up. And that is something that I've never felt before. Mm -hmm. I've always just wanted to like, you know, grind my way to the fucking top and be that like number one fitness instructor and on the cover of magazines and like all the things. Mm -hmm. And I still want that, of course, but I want to do it in a way that like feels really good to me and I want to do it differently. I don't want to do it by paying 15 grand for fucking PR. I don't want to do it by the connections that I have. I want to do it by like really, really like diving into like, who am I? And like, why am I doing this? And letting everything that I do like shine through that light. Mm -hmm. So getting to know myself is definitely the most exciting thing. Cause I'm just like committed to this path and excited to see like what I can create when I do it from a place that feels just super, super authentic to me. So mm, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Can you, we're going to wrap this up. Cause I feel like maybe we've been talking for two hours. It's I'm, I'm really not sure. <laughs> I'm good. Um, but I'm curious, like for somebody who's like, Oh yes. Like I want to get to know myself. Do you have like things that you're going to be doing to get to know yourself? You mean for like through like sweat sessions just, or my community? Just or like, like in general. No, like just like oh, just for, for, me, for yourself. For me. Yeah. Yes. Um, well. Which I know are going to be translated into sweat sessions. Right. In your Ultimately. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't do it for that reason, but I'm just I'm inspired sometimes by, you know, the things. And I'm like, oh, we got it. Just like with you and AOB. I'm like, yeah. we got to figure out a way to like get people doing this. Yeah. Um, well, one thing for sure is the retreat. Mm-hmm. Now, this is my first like real retreat. And I think that, you know, obviously I'm hosting it, but I've never been so fully like immersed in an experience like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see because I think that like so much of what I do, I, it is me like fitness instructor, Aubrey, like influencer, Aubrey, like it is all, it is me. It's like, I'm not like putting on a persona, right? Like, so I think that like for me doing this retreat, it's, it's going to, I think bring about a version of myself in the sense of like who I am as like a leader and an instructor. Um, it's going to kind of like, I think, I hope, unfold some of that for me give me clarity on some of those things Mm. um 
And, you know, it's like the same for people who come on a retreat. Like, what are you coming on a retreat for? You know, so whether it's like clarity in work or love or relationship or just doing something like sweet for yourself because your body needs it. Like for me, I'm like, wow, like this is going to be facilitating these types of workshops and classes. Um, This is so outside of my comfort zone. Um, So I'm just going to lean in and do it. And then that's kind of leading into the next thing. Like I really want to do things this year that are like uncharacteristic of... Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where you really get to see who you are. Absolutely. Um, I heard who who kind of shared that with me the other day. Someone shared that and I was like, yeah, that's literally like doing things that like are scary and doing things that feel super unknown. Um, That is where you grow that is mm-hmm. where you learn more about yourself like that is me that said it was that but you yeah. that said it I was talking about it last week yeah but were it, you mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. maybe I did where, where were you talking about it online unless you were having a conversation with someone else I feel like Off, I offline but I, that's been a big theme for me lately really too, is like what's the next level of discomfort and unknown yeah like, that's where the growth happens yeah was that oh was that in the live with your mom no, uh-uh. I don't know. <laughs> I did tap into that live with your mom for a second. I'm like, cause oh. I'm like trying to think where would I have seen it with you last week? I don't know. Maybe we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely heard it somewhere. It could have been you, but yeah, I think that's like one thing that I, when I was like sitting down and journaling about what I really want for this year, it's like those scary moments because like in those like scarier moments where you're just saying like, all right, I'm going to do this. Like don't, don't think too much into it. Like the mm-hmm. outcome doesn't matter. Just go. That is when you just like grow so much and yeah. learn so much more about yourself, whether it's like, you know, maybe there's like a trigger there. Maybe there's like a piece of like joy that comes through, whatever it is, you're, you're working through it and mm-hmm. you're feeling it. So that's a big thing I think for me as well this year. And then, you know, just I think we have like a big, a lot of like big, like life things coming up. Yeah. Like we might move potentially out of Chicago, um, which is exciting and also scary and other things. Mm-hmm. So it's just the life things are coming in yeah. strong this year. They yeah, really are. We're just going to buckle up and be down for it. I can't yeehaw. control it. Yeah. <laughs> yeehaw, baby. Brennan's like, I mean, this might be TMI, but he's like, oh, the second that we are married, we are we are having kids. And I'm like, Oh my God, no, like I'm not ready. Oh my gosh, it's too much. Um, but I am excited for all of that. I yeah. am. And I, I think there's a lot of fear around like what my life will look like career wise yeah, when sure. I do that, when we have that phase of life come through God willing. And, um, you know, I, I think that just like with anything talking about the self-trust, it's just trusting that, we'll still be able to do all of the things and maybe it's going to look different than how other people are doing it, but, um, we'll make it work. So yeah. I'm excited. Oh God, life buckle up, baby. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm excited too. Yes. I'm excited too. Yes. Well, I'm so appreciative of you coming over oh, and taking the time to lovely. have this conversation with me. I feel like it's just going to help a lot of people. So, um, I guess the final piece as with every podcast, can you share where people can find you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Aubrey Winters, A-U-B-R-E and then winter plus an S. Um, you can find me at AubreyWinters.com. I'm the creator of Sweat Sessions. 
questions. So if you want to move with me, I offer a seven day free trial in the app store, um, download sweat sessions, X Aubrey winters, and that's how you'll find the app. And then, yeah, I'm constantly, you know, launching new programs and workouts weekly and, um, the retreat's kind of a one-off. So if you want to come, <laughs> might be your only opportunity. <laughs> uh, so get on it. But, um, yeah, you can connect with me on the gram. I love, I love learning about the community and connecting. So yeah, Thank thanks you. for having me. I love you. Yeah. <laughs>